Hey everybody, this is Goot, one of the hosts of On Topic, the Off Topic podcast. And I just want to make a note before the show starts that we've changed the name in this episode to Protect the Innocent. And also, if you could, when you get a chance, go rate us on iTunes or Stitcher and help us out. Thank you, and I hope you've enjoyed the music thus far. And the podcast... change of title and logo and everything else because when we set out to do the passion project pod the idea was to bring in passionate people and talk about their passions and we're lazy bums and we haven't yeah, done we a are. good job of finding guests even though we've got some people that have agreed to come and talk to us but really we're just having a good time chatting about random things and we thought hey that's a podcast that is for true so we're going to start calling ourselves On Topic, the Off-Topic podcast. Every week we'll have a topic of some kind, and we'll talk about it, and we'll see where the conversation takes us. This week's topic... Squatching. <laughs> Dang it, Cora, quit messing with the mic. Brought to you by Cora. My Cora, if you couldn't hear the gratuitous purring... <laughs> that's, our, that's our theme song. She's our mascot. She not recorded one yet. It'll just wow. be her purring into the mic. Hey, that's all right. I think that's. Well, this a good is idea. on topic, with me, Jacob, Goot across from me. Yeah. And Gabe sitting here quietly. Yep. Uh, just, just to give you a status update. Uh, this is this is Adam. This is Goot. I'm just now diligently making the logo for on topic in paint right now as we speak. I promise it will be as crappy as it sounds. And I should mention that our fearless leader, Jay, he's yes. not really our leader. But well, he's good at asking questions. He's a sponsor, he is good at asking right? questions. He is great. Our sponsor, Lauer Motor Company, he's yeah. trying to make a living or something. Some God. kind of jerk. He was too Crazy. busy to come and record a podcast. and So he won't be joining us today. Cora will have to fill in, right, Cora? I feel like she already is. <laughs> I hope that meow got picked up by the mic. I doubt it did, but I hope it did. We can dream. So, Adam, tell us about Squatching, because while I have listened to one or two episodes of Squatchcron, I just don't get it. Okay, so, well, for me, definitely it goes back to, and this is getting on the passion side of it. I know we're no longer that. So well, but maybe. we still want to talk about that. Yeah, things. but, uh, you know, this has been something that has piqued my interest since I was a kid um, when I went to my, mind you, I went to my elementary school library and I found a book about Bigfoot and all of his shenanigans, which <laughs> some stories included killing campers and uh, oh, that mangling them. Always <laughs> that, up to those shenanigans. That, that trickster, <laughs> yeah. His shenanigans, which which I found extremely interesting to be in an elementary school library. Such such violent the, monster stories. Was it in the nonfiction section? Probably, probably. I mean, this is rural Kansas here, you know. <laughs> like, mm, Bigfoot killing people. Yeah, I'm sure the nonfiction. Bible was right next <laughs> oh, to <boy>. it too. <laughs> Let's not get into that conversation while I still live so close to all my religious family, but. Um, 
anyway, so um, we can just edit that out, right? Me mentioning that. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Religious family. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the deal is, is that these stories just scared the living shit out of me. Just scared me to death. But for some reason, I was so fascinated. And I was also aliens, too, man. Aliens. Uh-huh. But, you know, the the worst part about that, too, is my bed as a child was right up against a window of the house. So, oh, perfect for them to just tractor oh, man. beam you out. Dude, huh? dude, tractor beams galore. Or Bigfoot <laughs> looking at the window. I mean, if any, if you guys have listened to any any of the podcasts from Sasquatch Cron, uh, I'm sorry, Sasquatch Chronicles, if you haven't listened to it, you need to go download all the episodes. All is there a, is there a highlight out episodes. of those 800 okay, episodes? There, there isn't a highlight. His name is Spaceman Ray. This is this is very meta because I'm talking about a guy who came on the podcast to give an interview <laughs> on a different podcast. But uh, maybe someday we can get Spaceman Ray on this. But uh, yeah, that that was... Uh, go, go see the, uh, I believe, 100th anniversary episode or the 200th anniversary episode of sasquatch chronicles and you will find spaceman ray one of those two uh but anyway he has some interesting comments about things uh anyway so uh as i've grown grown up i've become more skeptical about many many things including my affinity for bigfoot and people being abducted by aliens uh Anyway, but it still it still occupies a place in my mind where I it's a very romantic idea. I would love for this to be true, right? Like there's some ape that's smart enough out there in the woods to to, to run most of the time, run and hide from humans, right? That's where it and, falls apart for me. Is you know the oceans we talk about all the time right. as being this massive undiscovered thing, and we've only explored whatever so 10% much of it, yeah. of it and we find new creatures all the time but people go camping in the woods often it's not like there's a lot of unmapped woodland territory in north america for there not to be a solid physical piece of evidence of this creature right but i get that i get that but also you you will my uh podcasting brethren will come back at you and say well you know it may be mapped, but good luck getting in there and and exploring a whole lot of it in a in a expedient amount of time, right? Like it's, but it's not the geograph the the geography the the geography is mapped, right? That there's topology topology or whatever you, the, the topography that one <laughs> that was me snapping and pointing at Jacob. By the way, uh, uh, but I don't mean that it, like. But, but Not well, just what... from a mapping sense, but I, I used to be a, I used to be a Boy Scout. I am an Eagle Scout. I went camping once a month when I was in middle school, high school. Did you see a Bigfoot? School. I never saw a Bigfoot. But oh, that's a shame. With the number of scouts that are out there, and the number of campers and hunters that are out there, that we only have like small pieces of stories, and we talk about hunters. Like surely someone would have bagged a Bigfoot by now. Well, you haven't been listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't have to listen to Sasquatch Chronicles if somebody bagged a Bigfoot. It would be national, global news. Was it Spaceman Ray? No. Okay, so so you definitely have not listened to why there's... Uh, okay, well, 
It, it, not, I'm saying that like, oh, shame on you, Jacob, for not listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Like, you have nothing better to do, and I know it. You know, no. But uh, I'm not, not saying wrong. that. That's He's not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> what I am saying is that if you were to listen to Sasquatch Chronicles, there is a... And just hear me out. Don't, you know, just let me, just let me talk. Anytime somebody just, has to say, just hear me out, you know it's going to well, be great. What I don't want is to get into some of these details and then get interrupted and I totally lose my sure. train of thought. I'm not defending this. I'm just telling you what the just logic. Telling me the facts. What, what, what the logic is behind this. And uh, I'll let you make your own conclusions. But there is a conspiracy. Go figure, right? Conspiracy to hide Bigfoot by the government. Um, and big temper, big lumber. Why? And, and also the uh, Parks and Recreation Departments uh, of the United States of America. So Leslie Nope is out there. Ron Swanson just as a God, I hope Ron us. Swanson's out there. But you know what? I feel like Ron Swanson would be totally okay with Bigfoot. In fact, I bet you well, he and Bigfoot... Any amount pals. of covering up Bigfoot would cost money, and he doesn't like. Yeah, that's true. But he does like money, privacy, so... so he doesn't want people running around the woods <laughs> to find that's Bigfoot. That's true. It would be a real t- difficult conflict for Ron Swanson <laughs> but to really, what to do about Bigfoot. On that note, though, like if you were to actually prove beyond, okay, let's just pretend Bigfoot has been proven beyond a shadow of doubt. Like, who goes out looking? There are not a lot of people going in out looking for a grizzly bear by themselves in the wild, right? I don't feel like people will be going, oh, let's go find a Bigfoot kind of thing if it did happen. But anyway, once again, I'm already off track. So there's... Were you saying that as a defense, like, like, as a counter to the government cover-up? No, 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 no. To the... Oh, oh, sorry. Trying to keep Cora off my... The microphone. My computer and the microphone. Quit doing things. We're okay. Court, you're supposed to sit in Jay's chair. This is, you are the fourth person on this. Nope, don't step on my keyboard. All right. Busy making this logo while I talk. Anyway, no, no, no. The defense is, you know, that if this were proven, though, uh, well, I guess I see what you mean. You see, like, why why there are people running around trying to do this right now, right? So why are we caught any, uh, any Bigfoots, right? Right. Let's see, and that's, and that's, that's the main argument. Their their counter argument to that is the conspiracy that the government does have them, and in some cases is, and I don't use this word lightly, weaponizing, <laughs> weaponizing the Sasquatch. Now you're really losing me. <laughs> but just think of no, let me paint you a picture. Let me paint you a picture. Okay. I, when I think about weaponizing a Sasquatch, I see like a big old Gatling gun, like merged replacing into its shoulder. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, or yeah, replacing its arm or something. I can just see a him cyborg go. Bigfoot, and I just see like Russia attacking with nukes, and and we're sending in our weaponized, weaponized Bigfoot, Bigfoot and they've got and they've got their weaponized Yeti, and they're sending them in. Uh, it's uh, I guess actually the Chinese would probably have the weaponized Yetis. But, I do think it's interesting, though, that you mentioned that, because I, I'm i not highly versed on conspiracy theories, because I haven't taken the time to look into it, but I find them really interesting. I think are, it's it's interesting, and it's interesting because... What, are you just too good for us? Is that, you can't I, make time in your schedule? You for... know, it's just not a priority, but I think that there's a lot of things we don't know, and we don't understand. I... 
used to be a huge fan of Ghost Hunters. I still oh, am. Yeah, I just don't have cable same, anymore. Yeah. So, like, I think that that's fascinating. And I think especially paranormal investigations, when they're done scientifically, which is what I liked about Ghost Hunters in its, like, heyday. Yeah, I would Ghost, agree with that. Was... When Ghost Hunters was originally on TV, the, the first few seasons of that show, those two guys, what was it, Grant and... No, I don't remember. I can't remember his name. No clue. Actually, one of them was Adam. Like, the main guy, I think his name was Adam. The big, like, muscly yeah, and then Grant guy the with his one, spiked hair I and all think, that. think, right? I don't know. Anyways, anyway. You know, their their whole ethos was they're investigating these paranormal claims, but they were very quick to try to debunk them. So anytime they would see something or experience something, they're like, well, what if it was this? And they'll go and try something out. They'll go and shake a door or move a door or see yeah. like. Like, a good example would be, you know, a family's home. They say the door is always opening itself. And they'll sitting in a room and they'll see the door open itself. And then once you cut through the reality TV bullshit of, you know, oh, my God, oh. stay tuned past the commercials the, to see what they saw. And what I like to now call do perfect moments. <gasps> oh, yeah. wow. Like, huge reactions. They, uh, they'll go and say, <laughs> okay, well, shit. let's look at the door. And they'll play with the door. And they'll look for vents. And they'll try to find an explanation for it. So, you know, I think... It's interesting because I, I do think that there's there's a huge portion of things that we don't really understand yet. But if you're a believer, like a Bigfoot believer, a Bigfoot truther, you're going to lose me if you start saying it's a government conspiracy. Now, I'm ready to be proven wrong. Oh, I would love for my skepticism in this case to be proved wrong. But I would uh, love for there to be... Weaponized. Well, if anyone's well, going to leak six, it, I mean, now it's six, the time. Six to 13 to 14. Man, government's going to be listening to everything I say from now on. <laughs> six to 13 to 14 foot tall, hairy giants running around in the woods. Oh. They're that tall, allegedly? Allegedly, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, for everyone who can't see, I just I just finished the logo. Beautiful. And. Oh, that's right. We talked about yeah, how pretty it was. Cool. It just uh... no. I said it looked like the turbo badge off of the Buick <laughs> yeah, Grand National. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna totally take his idea and just take a. Awesome. But should we make it look professional or should we just let it <laughs> do its awesomeness? I don't know. Until the podcast is professional, we should let it be whatever. Yeah. It is. Why not? I'm gonna save it. We refine it over time, but and that's the thing. It's like. Okay, you need an explanation for why we don't have Bigfoot. And I guess I can buy that, that these believers legitimately believe that the government is hiding it. But if you had told me, I was expecting you to say, oh, Bigfoot are really elusive and they have hides that are tough as body armor. That's why we have true. a tagline. That's true, true. Okay. True, that is all true. Right, so like at that point, I'm saying, fine, sure. I still think... It's not, I still don't believe in Bigfoot. Well, depending on who you talk to, Jacob. And Gabe. <laughs> Let's not forget that he's here. By the way, Ice, if you're listening, Gabe is cool. Listen to this American accent. Gabe, say something. Hola. In Spanish. Hola. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Bigfoot is so hard... Not just to capture, but to kill. He is very elusive. I'm sorry. They. There is more than one. It's not just like... It's not, just it's one, not one specimen just wandering the, the woods forever. Uh, if they are so hard to find because, according to certain sources, they 
not only have rib cage rib cages that are thick enough to deflect bullets, but also their two hearts are in their armpits. Think about that. Think about that, gentlemen. Scientific. Very, very. Thus, I'm just sighing deeply. You're, you're getting further and further away from. I me mean, that's what giving makes you any credibility. Great to become all know the iron iron squats, right? For the U.S. military. I like to think I know a thing or two about biology. <laughs> that seems a little crazy. <laughs> I I have to say, for our for our. 22 i guess i'm one of them so uh or the 20 the other 21 people who downloaded the podcast (laughs) first episode and then the other 17 who did the second episode just so you know uh jacob and i and formerly gabe worked with a gentleman named tim squatcheson shout out to you tim uh oh i guess we should probably give him uh, a code name okay so uh, Tim Squatcheson. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Squatcheson works with us at, uh, at our job where we work. And um, we tried to get him to come on this podcast. I really wish he was here because he would have helped me explain this better. Uh, not trying to guilt trip you, Tim, but, you know, just uh, trying to guilt trip you. So uh, I guess I'm not, I'm not breaking through. Do you know? Okay, so... This the, this You're not pod- convincing me. I know I'm not breaking through here. Uh, this this podcast in general, the hosts claim that it's just a wild animal. That these these other attributes, the other attributes I've been talking to you, that I've been telling you about, uh, the, these are all just wacko like yeah. out there kind of things. So the other people are wacko. That's and that once again, this is so multifaceted well, and, I- and so awesome. Like that's like these people are like all those people who say Bigfoot. Has rib cage that deflects bullets and two hearts, but they're in the armpits. They're crazy, but weird. Uh-huh. And I, I have listened to enough of that podcast to understand that you know the stories that you're hearing from the witnesses right. are pretty unfiltered, straight up. This is their experience, so you're gathering the evidence, which I think is an interesting way to do it. But the problem is, it's difficult to sift through what's true and what isn't. Like when somebody's telling you. I was out in the woods and I saw this creature, and it's a very believable story. They say it's got two hearts in its armpits. <laughs> well, the, okay, let me clarify on the two the two hearts thing. That was from the I believe that was from the government insider, Mister Black, aptly <clears throat> named Mister Black. Okay, he he said that the government has been uh, has been testing on these animals. This the, the same gentleman who brought the weaponized Sasquatch revelation to our attention. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, that's, if you were to consider just a wild animal, I wouldn't lend that. I I wouldn't lend credence to that. And that's like about as far as I'm, I, I am willing to say, I don't know for certainty that there isn't a wild ape-like creature that is very tall and hiding in the woods and we haven't found. I guess I find it harder to believe that we haven't found it in North America versus maybe some other forests of the world just because of how much hunting is a part of our culture. And I just feel like we've explored these well, lands so much so, that we so would have found I think, it. I think 
I think uh, what I would love to do in the next three and a half months is maybe see if we can get in contact with someone who would take us on a Squatch tour. Because, because, once again, if you were to listen to the podcast, you would know that Oklahoma and Texas are hotbeds of, so? of Bigfoot activity. I, I'm not joking. I'm not laughing when I say that. I'm not even smiling. Gabe, am All I smiling? That, no, you're not. No. All that excellent so, hiding the terrain to hide in, huh? And, and see, the thing that also intrigues me about this entire topic is that that they're, okay, it's not science's, science's burden of proof to go out there and, you know, to say, hey, this doesn't exist, right? Like, I get it. And I agree. We should have found a body by now. Come on, guys. Come on. I mean, it's not, it is very rare to find dead bodies of animals, but it's not that rare, right? Yeah. So Especially something this big. Yes. And something that presumably would be like an apex predator. Right, that as well. So though I guess I'm I'm assuming that something of that size and stature would be considered an apex predator, but maybe oh, it's not. definitely it, depending on well, there are some stories where grizzlies run away from it. So if that gives you some idea, because if you do, well, and then again to like this, you start to to lose me in the details because there are ways that I could see this being possible. You know, if you said. Well, a Sasquatch is kind of like a deer. They're very skittish, and they're very alert to their surroundings. So that's, you know, anytime we've gotten anywhere close to it, because of, a say, a heightened sense of, of sound or of hearing or smell or whatever, that they just, they know how to hide. They're right. very good at hiding. Right, they're right, very right. elusive. And I could see that. I, I could buy that, but then you tell me that they have hearts in their armpits and I... But but no okay but that that's <laughs> that's that's like that's that's someone who is saying that it's not a wild animal. I could totally sure. what what I think. Don't get me wrong, very skeptical about skeptical about this. They're just a part of my brain that, because of my childhood memories of reading books about this and things of that nature, that wants it to be so freaking true. I want it to be true so bad, uh, like a lot of other things. I want to believe that I've got a million dollars in my bank account. And I just open it up one day. And I go, oh, there's a million dollars there. I'm not even going to ask questions. You know, see, I'm out of the country. Like, I'm gone. But uh, I know that's probably not going to happen, right? Uh, what 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 is interesting to me is that there's no... There's no scientific... And I don't even know how you go about doing this. There's no scientific thing that says... You know, hey, we did a bunch of experiments and tried to lure this in and try to get this animal on camera. Right. It never came in. We never heard. Yeah. Science doesn't disprove things. Right. It's not like, no matter how much we talk about and how much we doubt it, it's not like a, even the, you know, the most ardent Bigfoot denier scientist couldn't say with 100% certainty there's not a chance this animal exists because they don't have... You can't have evidence that something doesn't exist. Right. They can just say, the evidence we've seen has been falsified, and we haven't seen evidence to show that it exists, but they say, you know... Well, the thing could. is... Okay, well, obviously reports of animals with rib cages that ricochet bullets and armpit hearts... 
obviously I'm not going to take that seriously. And I don't expect science to go, okay, that's fraudulent. Right. But what, what I do want to see is, you know, there, there are, I mean, God, there, I think there are 300 episodes of the Sasquatch Chronicles. And if it's legitimately people who think they've seen something, I mean, that's sometimes it's two, three people per episode yeah. talking about their experience. And that's a lot of people have seen something. And it's even in that situation, it's even if it's not a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot that they right. saw, you know, there are a lot of people that are purporting seeing weird things in the forest. That's true. Yes, they talk a little bit about that as well. Dogman. And... Oh, <laughs> the rabbit hole goes so deep. <laughs> I'm not sure how many, how many, how many times, how many, how many minutes and seconds do we have? Uh, Oh, 25 minutes. Okay. The rabbit hole goes so deep on this. the comments on their websites and some of these blog postings they have. Please. Gabe, where have you been? Why aren't you talking about this? They are interesting. I don't like the fact that you're not. You're not present in this, yeah, in this oh, podcast. Sorry, you're sitting here, so you're going through, okay, in, in rapture of the well, amazing so I, before, before we go down the rabbit hole of Dogman and others, okay, okay. I, I want to ask you a question. So, mm-hmm. Let's say that tonight on, what's her name? The liberal talking head that revealed Trump's Maddo. returns. Rachel Maddow. Maddow? Maddow? Sure, oh, why not? We know who it is. What, she what got short hair. What is her name? I, I think it's Maddow. it's Maddow, but I think she says Rachel Maddow. I don't know. Maddow. Okay. Hatoff. No. Fine. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> She's got short hair. Is on MSNBC. The host of the Rachel. <laughs> her show. show. She's got her own show. Her show on MSNBC. Okay. You know, we all saw yesterday that. It was this big, oh my god, I got the scoop, I got Trump's tax return. So let's say tonight, right now, she tweets, we have a Bigfoot. We caught one. And then on her show tonight, she rolls out a real, live Bigfoot. What does that mean to Bigfoot? It's going to be like believers? one of those things where he's what got... What does it do to the world? Like, how do you react? Does he have like a, a collar and a tie? It, but the rest of him is just, he's just Bigfoot fur. No, he's just With like... like a, some glasses too. No, he's, he's a wild... <laughs> we're going off of the wild animal theory. He's a wild animal, and they've got him in a large cage, and they roll him out on the show and go, look. And they have a biologist and a researcher, a zoologist, whatever, that says... This and a birth is certificate. 100% <laughs> a real, live... New species we're calling Bigfooticus. <laughs> so that's that's the situation. So Bigfoot is real. Okay. What's your, all right. What's your reaction? I would be jumping for joy. That would be the best thing ever, and I would never, ever, ever go back into the woods. <laughs> ever, ever. It's not I, worth the risk. I already have too much primal fear thanks to those. Books and TV shows I saw and read as a kid, uh, so I don't, I don't, you know, I want to go maybe, maybe try to like see Bigfoot with a professional, but you oh, know, well, you like, know we'd be on like a traveling tour and everything. Right, right. But anyway, anyway, but uh, I, yeah, I would jump for joy. That would be the best thing that ever happened to me, besides like 
getting a free ride on a spaceship from friendly aliens. What do you think it would mean for the world on the whole? Um, do you think it would have some like massive impact, or would it just be a oh, and then everyone moves on? Yeah, I think it would be that. Oh, well. I I feel like. I mean, I don't know what what would you gain from that. I mean, there's no. Now, if you believe, if you believe, like, all the people come on Sasquatch Chronicles and they talk about, oh, if we found this, you know, the the Parks Department of the United States would be out of business because they would declare all parks and everything off limits because this is an no, endangered species. I don't mean like that. I just mean like culturally. No. I feel like it would have oh, a I don't pretty know. big impact because, you know, it's it's gone on so long as being this well-known conspiracy whatever not a conspiracy but this mystery of there's a creature in the woods i mean suddenly you've given credence to the loch ness monster and the abominable snowman and all and the chupacabra oh yeah all of these things that spent so much time being an urban legend so now so almost what i think you're trying to say is that it, it would almost be like a trump effect because the people, because that would that ask ask this group, you, Gabe and me. One year ago, Trump is he going to be president? What will we say? Yes, I would have said yes. I, I <laughs> Gabe still owes me dinner for that. <laughs> I would have. No, I see what. Yes, yeah, you, you know, right. you know, that's something that. It, and so I moment, see what you. I think it, it would, validates people. It could be a turning point of. And I think it would be a good thing because of the fact, like I said before, that, you know, the, the ghost hunting type shows that I I genuinely do feel like there's things that we don't know that we can't explain that we accept and that maybe it's very rare to see them happen. Right. But it's not it's not good science. There's no science that says ghosts aren't real. Right. The problem, I think, ends up being that people people want an explanation and that's where i think the sasquatch stuff becomes interesting of you know you talk about these crazies that are describing them as things that they may not be the weaponized bigfoot idea i think a lot of that is just people are trying to get a basic understanding but they can't because there's you know they haven't found it yet well so they start to look for other answers and that's where they go with ghosts with paranormal activity so often it's are people's spirits or the you know the what's the word i'm looking for the dead people deceased persons or right ghosts why can't you just say ghosts well i'm trying to like describe ghosts in a way that's not just saying ghosts like i'm saying that it's the spirit of a person is what's haunting a home and that's like the explanation for this weird stuff but there could be some other explanation for it that doesn't hinge on something like that but still explains paranormal. Okay, I'm with you. I can. I feel that. And so, you. What are you saying? What are you saying? Could it explain uh, Sasquatch? I, no, as a stand I'm, I'm not saying that. Like uh, you, maybe, okay. maybe, and maybe that's there is maybe something there to say that you know maybe <laughs> I'm gonna say the boogeyman. Like Sasquatch has become a boogeyman for. For me, definitely. For, like, yeah, but for this idea that like weird stuff happens in the woods. Like maybe there's something else happening in the woods that has manifested itself in such a way that some of these individuals are interpreting it as it's Bigfoot, it's an animal, when maybe it's right. not an animal. So I don't know. 
Maybe it's just like a really... Maybe it's a spirit. It's... Maybe oh. it's a, an energy of some Well, kind. also, depending on who you talk to, Bigfoots are spirits, and they talk to you in mind speak and transcend dimensions. Not kidding. I am not kidding. I'm trying to be as serious I mean, if as they possible when I say that. That would be a reasonable right. explanation as to why are. they are uncatchable. But, okay, so what I pulled up here... Uh, while Jacob was talking about that, uh, the the spirits and the ghosts and everything is the Todd standing Bigfoot clips. So let me just let me let me just. Are these more recent than that famous one? Or yeah. Oh yeah. This is much much more recent. Got so much glare. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe that'll help. It gets a little is bit. This is touch. Todd's this guy is named Todd Standing, and he claims to have gotten. Oh, I'm sorry. I turned down the volume of this because uh, I didn't want to disturb. Not that there is any volume. Is this a touchscreen? Yeah, it is a touchscreen. So if you want to... Okay, there we go. So, yeah, some of this... This is pretty blurry right here. But then he actually, like, gets in... He gets in, in line with what is supposedly a Bigfoot right here. The problem is... Looks like an acorn... Oh, I see the face oh, okay. now. Right there. There that you go. That looks like a guy wearing makeup. Honestly. But watch, but watch, 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 watch his uh his eyes blink. Pretty cool. Yeah. If it's if it's I mean I mean if it's makeup, it's well done, for sure. That's the problem. Is like even something like this, this really high quality video of. Wait, who was the video by? That the video by is by Todd Standing, but he can he got Les Stroud, who is Survivor Man. Right. That's I saw the yeah logo yeah no no he got him to go. Uh, go on and because Les Stroud has had an experience that he couldn't explain. And go, uh, uh, our uh, friend of the pod, Joe Rogan, um, had Les Stroud on his podcast at one point. Oh man, I hear lots of testosterone outside. Motorcycle rally. There's a house down the street. Bike gang. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, uh, go go listen to. Joe Rogan's podcast with Les Stroud. Les Stroud will talk about Bigfoot. You can YouTube it. It's out there. Uh, Les Stroud talks about... Okay, Les Stroud, I, you've watched his show. Super scientific. And the guy is a badass. But he has an experience that he can't explain where he says that he, the only thing he knows what it sounded like was an ape when it vocalized at him. Interesting. Uh, he did not see anything. And he tried to get on camera, but as soon as he went for his camera, the thing went off, crashing through the bush. So, so. who is Les Stroud? Any relation to a, the restaurant? No. He had a... <laughs> yes, Gabe. He had a TV show... Owner and founder. ...that it was like Bear Grylls, if Bear Grylls wasn't fake. Yeah. He was... Is. I don't know what he's doing now, but he would go out into the wilderness in a survival scenario, and he carried his own cameras and filmed it. And he would actually teach you how to survive. Right, and it you was like, learn. it was like it is just it is literally just him out in the wilderness surviving. I remember one of my favorite episodes, of course, was he had one where he said, "Okay, I'm going to pretend that I was in a plane crash in the Alaskan." Oh, and he couldn't use his leg, or no, his arm. Yeah, it was his, his arm. arm. He couldn't yeah, use his, his arm, arm, but he was also like building pieces of the shelter out of the plane wreckage, and it was it's it's a fascinating show. Yeah, but that sounds yeah, that's my you you're trying to convince me if we're saying sticking to the passion project type of layout which is what we're doing with this podcast anyways it's just going to divert into other topics right of trying to convince someone like that now i'm starting to go well 
you know, maybe. Maybe I can buy it because that's somebody I would respect and, saying that he had a, an experience. Right. And, and, and Les Stroud knows that too. He knows that, hey, I've got a reputation of being a scientific guy right. and approaching this, approaching things skeptically and with a method, methodology, right? And so what he did is he goes, hey, Todd, saw your videos. This looks super convincing to me. I'm still not, you know, I'm still very skeptical, but I, I'm willing to give you a chance. And so what yeah. they, what he does is he goes out into the wilderness with Todd standing for two episodes, and they call it Finding or uh, Survivor Man Bigfoot, mm-hmm. which was was a very interesting episode set of episodes to me to see see Les Stroud more of his scientific side where he is actually testing things, and you're seeing his. If I can say skepticality being tested. Skepticism. That. Yeah, that's interesting. The problem with that footage, it's like we see, we know now today in today's world that totally it's doable. really easy to fake stuff. Right. And it's convincing. So I think it would take physical evidence verified by a scientist, a gene- genealogy expert, uh, something like that to really mm. convince me a video alone i'm always gonna go and i'm well. with you i'm with you i i want them to parade that thing out on rachel's show and i will just go freaking nuts for it yeah. you'd go bigfoot shit yes i would go as opposed to, to ape, ape, shit. ape shit yes now oh, i got it i i just only hope our audience got the pun all <laughs> all 21 of them <laughs> well it's been diminishing so i guess now 17 of them but uh, yeah, no, that's and so. But okay, so they go in the wild, right? And just to give a little more information on this, and and they're in the middle of nowhere. And Wes tells you this, and I believe Wes. I don't, you know, not to be confused, uh, Tim Squatcherson with the Wes of the podcast, who always appreciates it. We're talking about Wes Stroud from uh, Canada, and um, so when he says in the in the middle of of nowhere, and they come across these huge. This is another thing. If you listen to that podcast, you'd know that purportedly they build tree structures. And they're in the middle of effing nowhere, and these are these five, 600-pound logs all arranged in a certain pattern. No way to get out there with equipment or anything like that. Yes. Look, look it up. See, you're starting to so, lose like me a again with or this what? whole, like, well... No, no I, it's like it's a loosely connected bunch of... I see pictures now. Yep. Yeah, there you go. It's kind of like a lean to. So what I'm to for our yeah, like a teepee without a cover. For our listeners, what I'm seeing is pictures of some number of logs, uh, ranging anywhere from four to six or eight, and they're sort of forming an A, but they're crisscrossing at a point like the top of a teepee, but it's not covered like a teepee, and it's not enough to provide you cover. So I don't really know. So the, the purpose would be well. In, in native cultures actually do this, according to Survivor Bigfoot. Native cultures actually do leave trail markings, so animals can't tell that humans have been there. But if you know how to read the signs, you know what someone is saying. Like gotcha. sticks pointed a certain way mean deer on this trail, or something of that nature, right? So the thought that the bring they what they bring to the table is. You know, they're signaling other squatches. You know, this is our territory or something like that. I don't know. 
That being said, looking at these pictures, I'm kind of going, well, if a tree falls in the forest, it could totally end up this way. And I think some of them do look like that, but the ones they came across in uh, in Survivor Man, to, okay, I'm believing Les Stroud on this because he, he I don't feel like he'd lie if it was actually just a bunch of BS. And I, I, I will say I, I don't feel like Les Stroud would do something like to get views, like I would expect from some. Oh, I called him Wes earlier. Wes Stroud. No, it's Les Stroud. Les, yeah. It's Les. I was Damn wondering it. if you guys were just like Gabe. You gotta chime in. Enunciating that. I didn't notice. I, Gabe, chime in, buddy. I wasn't sure if there was like a Les Stroud, a more Stroud, and a Wes Stroud, or what. All the Strouds. Like I don't think he's doing it for ratings. I think he's just genuinely yeah. curious. If anything, I would say his audience, he took a hit on doing that show Probably. with his audience. It's like, oh, what the hell is this? Yeah, what the F is Money this? Money-grabbing bullshit. No. I'm going to have to go and watch this. I, w- I would recommend they're a good watch. Um, you don't get to see Bigfoot. I will tell you that. I, I'm sure. You don't get to see Bigfoot. No one ever gets to see Bigfoot. Unless you're finding Bigfoot. In the show? They always see Bigfoot, but it's just never on camera. Yeah, well, that's... And that's where I do find it interesting. I really like watching this kind of stuff. My ghost hunters always like because stuff would happen that is just there's no like, explain that. For yeah, it. explain that. There, I remember there being, and sure, maybe it's like an equipment failure. I remember being there this one episode of it where they had one of the hosts was like sitting cross-legged in the middle of a room, and she had they had the FLIR on her, the the thermal camera. And she felt like she was being touched or hearing something, and the FLIR just, like, reversed the colors in this crazy way. And it's like, we've never seen this happen with a FLIR before. Yeah. And I've never seen something like that happen before. And it's stuff like or that. that just... the, there's the one that got me. To, I never saw the particular one you're talking about, but the one that got me was that they... they. I feel like you could have done this through through just editing, manipulation, if you wanted to. But... At the time, it was very convincing to me where they, they, what looked to be like a head of somebody looking down at the camera in a lighthouse. Yes, that was. And then all I, of a sudden it was gone yes, and it came back I remember higher up. that. I remember that. And I've tried to find Ooh, a clip of I'm it. I'm getting goosebumps just I, thinking about that. So for Gabe, because he clearly doesn't always have <laughs> Oh, that. God. Gabe, you got to so watch that. This, this My was like. didn't own a TV growing up. This so. was like oh. the moment in Ghost Hunters where I was like. Holy shit. This, this is, is for real. real. Yeah. So they're, they're, the pre- when, what year do you, okay, let him, just let him set it up. It would have been in the, this would have been like 2000. 2000. Yeah, yeah, late, late 2000s. So the premise of the show is it's this group of guys that are the, the taps, something Atlantic Paranormal Society. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, um, the taps. They, they are, their service is essentially somebody calls them saying, there's something weird going on at my house, my this museum I work at, whatever. Can you come and check it out? And a lot of the time, the story is these people are, you know, they think maybe it's their family member and they want some kind of closure, or their guests at this hotel are, are worried or they're scared that they're going to get hurt, and they're coming to investigate. And they did this one episode where I think they were somewhere in the Northeast, and they were investigating a lighthouse. And... They they always do it at night. That's always something that's kind of bothered me about yeah. these. I can I get that the theory is that like they the energy is more active at night, but I'm like, come on, surely you could find this stuff during the day. And I have a, a personal story to share. Oh boy! Once I get to the end of this, but I'm not gonna sleep tonight, guys. Um, but 
So they're investigating this lighthouse, and they had, they'd heard the witnesses that brought them in were saying they heard footsteps and saw shadows yeah, and whatever yeah. in this lighthouse. So they had a fixed camera set up pointing straight up the lighthouse. And the inside of this particular lighthouse, at least, was barren, and there's basically a spiral staircase, and it goes up a few floors, and there's a, a like half-circle landing and mm-hmm. then another stairway. So they've got this camera up there, and one of them sees this. And they're both of them are together down the bottom of the lighthouse. And there is a black shadow that's very clearly like a head and shoulders of a person. And it's peeking over the railing, and then it goes back, and you see it go up the staircase, and then you see it again up top. And it moved way too fast for it to just be like somebody running up the stairs. It definitely wasn't a person. Like, it wasn't somebody in a costume or something, and it was crazy. But my personal story, so... I'm not even sure if I want to watch this. I pulled it up. Did you find it? St. Augustine. Lighthouse clip. Oh, my God. I'm not sure if I want to watch this. Uh, so I feel like a kid, but yeah. This yeah. Is, maybe this is it. I don't know. Is this it? Maybe. Let's see. Going full screen, for those who can't see. Yeah. Waiting nothing's happening how long is this video a minute 36 okay oh yeah that's right that's right they he climbs walking. up the stairs he climbs up the stairs oh dear god okay go. <laughs> oh my god oh this is freaking me out so bad yeah right so now. you can see what a person would look like in the clip oh so that's, that is one of them that's actually. one of them okay. yeah that's one of them and so like i guess oh, right there right there right there i think that's it oh my goodness Oh. From the tower. Maybe they'll point it out. I don't know. Is this this isn't Ghost Hunters? This is some other guy investigating, right? Yeah. So I don't and know like the he's... same lighthouse then or something. I think yeah. this is the same lighthouse. I typed in taps to the, the search. Yeah, so we'd have to find it. But okay, so my personal story, if you try to find it. If you do find it, let us okay. know. Okay, yeah. Oh man. Oh gosh. I'm um, not sure how much I can Doesn't involve go. that bell tower that you are supposed to walk to when you finish school. The camp no no no. This was in Wichita. Oh okay. um, so I, I volunteered at the Kansas Aviation Museum, which is in an old air terminal that was built in 1929, 1930. Um, and I had read somewhere on the internet that it's like one of the most haunted buildings in Kansas. And uh, I was talking one day to, when I would volunteer, I'd go in on a Saturday and I'd give tours. And we had a slow Saturday. There was, I think, one guy in the museum maybe two people sorry um in the museum and i was talking to it was me as a volunteer and there was a girl working the the register essentially in the gift shop Mm -hmm. i was talking to her and i'm saying telling her about how i read that this is the most haunted building in kansas and people say that the there's reports of people saying they've heard voices and footsteps and dancing and all these other things and i'm talking to her about this she goes oh i've never Heard that or seen that. Swear I'm not making this up. Guy that was in the museum was maybe in his mid-20s military guy. Comes in to the desk and he kind of overhears us having this conversation. goes, you know what? Like, I was just coming here to tell you this, but I was over on the other end of the museum. And I felt like somebody was following me. And I heard footsteps and I looked around. Nobody was there. I'm like, yeah, you're the only person in the freaking museum. Like, holy crap. What the hell? So I went by myself, and I hung around, and I didn't see anything. 
Oh. Trolling so I never, hard. I never had a param- paranormal experience at the museum, but I thought it was interesting that this guy, you know, completely unprompted, told us about that, and he'd had the experience. But I was kind of like, well, it's a really echoey building, and maybe you just heard somebody else walking around. But... So, but see, this is this is where Bigfoot runs into problems because you invariably get into a discussion about ghosts as well, and then other what we would say paranormal yeah subjects well i think i think there's two problems one is you inevitably get into a discussion of these other things that may not be as convincing or as real or as believable as like a bigfoot you mean like a bigfoot with hearts in its armpits yeah and then there's also (laughs) the problem of you know it's become such a part of our culture of this basically joke that there's this unknown ape-like creature roaming the woods right people dress up as bigfoot for halloween and they make these fake videos to try to mess with people so it becomes very difficult to sift through what's real evidence versus what's fake it's like that todd standing video you showed us you know i'm looking at it i'm immediately going this is a dude wearing a mask yeah you can and good makeup and everything you you can find someone it could be done yeah yeah i agree i agree uh but but another aspect of this that that kind of makes me wonder is that uh you know before before uh the white man came to this country there were native people you know the, the first first people who were here and they have uh all kinds of stories about bigfoot especially in the northwest yeah and i i don't you know, I understand every culture has stories about spirits and things like that. Uh, so I don't know with, you know, how big the grain of salt uh, is. But there. are the native stories? Because I've, I've always found it interesting how, especially ancient civilizations like Greek mythology, you know, a lot of these stories are explaining something that may not be fully understood. Like, right. I've always been a fan of the story of Persephone. Um, and how Hades took her away, and her mother was the goddess of the spring or whatever. Right. I, I'm blanking on the story now. I don't remember exactly. Well, I believe that. But story, essentially, yeah. the story is explaining why there are seasons. Is because and I believe how it explains the that particular myth explains the like the genesis of an equinox or something of that. Something nature like yeah. i forget something that the goddess but, does something you know in. you get stories like that from ancient civilizations right. or even you know more recent ones where it's a story that's trying to explain something that's unexplainable right so are these stories of bigfoot them saying there is a spirit in the woods that does such and such or is yeah. it i don't know i don't know um i mean that's definitely i think one of the myths is it's a spirit but then other times too you'll get in native Just cultures a, are they're they're closed lip about this apparently according to bigfoot scholars i know how ridiculous that sounds <laughs> thank you our dwindling membership base our dwindling <laughs> if audience you've listened this far good on you <laughs> now you're probably out because yeah. you said bigfoot scholars <laughs> bigfoot experts that's an even better one bigfoot experts but so the, 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 the native cultures are pretty much closed lip about it, but if you get them to talk, they will talk about it like it is a real thing. 
Right. But at the same time, when can you take out a, you know, it's obviously not a highly technology-centered culture, and they stick to, I mean, they, they believe in many myths, and they their religion plays an important part in their in their culture so how can you take out how how can you separate separate yes exactly the 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 religion spirit aspect from what they say is actually out there you know that could be an animal i don't know so but uh, i find that interesting also you have people like theodore roosevelt and the lewis and clark expedition having reports of these creatures if not seeing them, then actually uh, hearing them. Right. So, yeah, and that's, that's interesting. But anyway, uh, that's after my entire life of being interested in this topic. Once again, I do want to, I do defend the topic because I feel like people could go to much, uh, they could do a lot more to disprove it and, and by interviewing more people in determining who is the fraud and if they're all frauds i mean it very well could be but uh otherwise it's just a romantic idea of mine that i love so i think that's interesting i think it's 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 interesting that you had this idea when you were younger and it's been something to hold on to but at the same time it kind of awakens in all of us this question of well, maybe there is some truth to it. And if right. we just are willing to put aside our prejudices and put aside the, the fact cultural, that, I mean, it's right. really a cultural bias, you right? Know, stop thinking of it as a joke and try to look a little bit deeper and it, it starts to really make you question right. things in the world. I mean, there's there's another thing that, uh, that the Sherpa culture in, in Nepal, they pretty much just say, yeah, Yetis exist. Uh, you know, it's not a point of argument. They just yeah. exist. Now, once again, I don't know how how attached to to the religion that is and all that, right. and how you once again how you separate that from something that could actually be an animal. But uh, anyway, that's uh, just an interesting point as well. Sherpas know what they're doing. That's true. They spend a lot of time out there. They do. They do. But anyway, well, I there think there. That's... Are, God yeah, the, the, pretty much wrapping up. But there, there is such a big world of conspiracy theories and everything. If okay, it definitely all fairly unbelievable, but still kind of fun at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Fun to play with what ifs. So, well, if you liked what you heard on this episode and you have your own Bigfoot story to share, oh please, please, please share it. Please, <laughs> I don't care if it's so fake that. It's it's noticeable from the first word. I don't care. Just send it in. Despite it just opens. I made Box this news. Up. Yeah. Best story ever. Best story ever. Uh, our email, despite the retitling, is on topic. The off topic podcast. Our email is passionprojectpod at gmail You can find us on Facebook at passionprojectpod at gmail not at gmail.com in passion project podcast on facebook yes yes and make sure to subscribe to us on itunes we'll see how things go with this changing name and mm. logo and well everything. yeah hopefully we get my paint logo uploaded if if this is all wrong after we upload a new logo sorry sorry about that <laughs> we'll fix it 
So I'd like to dedicate this episode to who else but Tim Squatcherson. Tim Squatcherson. May he join us soon. May he join us soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>